0: Well, hello, putting people, and welcome to another podcast with your host and host. That would be co hosts. Absolutely. Um, Richard Geiger. And then we've got Mr. Ken Seymour. Hello, everybody. Today we've got ourselves a really fantastic review of a movie that was just out. Fantastic review. Yes. Fantastic review, <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that's a very important distinction. Um, usually, when we do our reviews, we're going to handle it. You know, we're going to handle it the same way that we do the reviews in the past. In that, we'll talk maybe briefly for a minute or two, just an overall view of the movie, uh, in case you haven't seen the movie yet. And then after that, we're going to get into more details about the movie. Some spoilers may be included in the review for the movie. Um, but like I said, listen to the first couple minutes of it. If you're good, chop it off. Come back to it later and see if you uh, agree with us.
1: And definitely post up your opinions on the forums on our website because we love to hear from everybody. And the more people, the merrier. Get that debate going and tell us what you think.
0: Yeah, we got a couple scores up there already for some of the re- uh, re- reviews that we've had in the past. Most all have been Marvel movies <laughs> at for the this most point. Part. So. This one is going to not be a Marvel movie.
1: Absolutely. We're now having Richard. We're pulling Richard into the morass with me as I've already gotten a few non-Marvel movies in there. We're going to spread out our wings and dip into the waters of popular culture outside of capes and spandex. Kind of. Kind of.
0: (laughs) No, No capes. No capes. Maybe some rubber suits.
1: Well, maybe not. Still plenty of CGI.
0: Plenty of CGI, yes, yes. So, uh, this week, we are going to review The Predator.
1: The current one, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: Which I think was just called Predator.
1: Yes, I believe so.
0: This one is The Predator.
1: And that makes all the difference.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, an important distinction in this one, of course, is this one was directed by Mr. Shane Black, who also directed Iron Man 3. So that takes us back to our comic book stuff. But he was actually in the original Predator as an actor in there. Yes, so, he was.
1: He was one of the greased.
0: Yeah, he didn't. Well, really nobody made him. But, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so th- that's kind of the tie-in and why he was... Pretty excited, I think, and really took the opportunity to direct this movie just because it probably meant a lot to him. I think I think the original Predator movie means a lot to a lot of people, actually. Absolutely,
1: it has a, uh, a a strong part in pop culture, especially if you grew up around that time when it when it came out. Even if you're within maybe ten to fifteen years of the release of Predator, it was still, you know, you you'd watch it with your older brother, your mom, your dad. Well, probably not your mom, but uh, you know, got that. You, it has that 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 spot where you can kind of have that that fun action bonding moment with a family member or friends. That yeah. They,
0: what so, era was that from?
1: Uh, that was the '80s.
0: The '80s, and it was an action movie.
1: Yes, it was. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So that I mean the the original has some classic lines in it. The original has some. Classic scenes in it. The original has classic gore in it, right? You know, to so
1: sci-fi gore that can you can't
0: take too seriously. For the yes, best part. yep. And then you know a little CGI for what what you could do at the time, which I think was like they do green screen now. That was more silver screen, I think, yeah, is what it was they, called back then.
1: Yeah, they edited on the actual film, to yep. my understanding.
0: So this movie is just. We'll call it a direct sequel to the first two Predator movies.
1: So you can kind of conveniently forget or conveniently ignore. It doesn't directly reference them. Not, not specifically. Um... It mentions time frames when, okay, we're going to get to that in a minute. Yes, we'll get to that in a minute. So, all right, so let's start with the beginning. We're going to give a general idea of when and where you should watch it and what we thought in general. So, Richard, is this one that you say definitely go out and see it in the theaters? Is this one that you should wait to see it on streaming, uh, buy it on Blu ray, or, you know, it's on TV, I might watch it, avoid it like the plague. Where does it fall for you?
0: Uh, this is a middle of the pack thing. So, if you enjoyed the Predator movies, you enjoy the Predator franchise, and you're down for watching a movie late at night, you have a few to choose from, and you want to go to the movie theater to watch it, I think you're okay on this one. If you don't go to the movies very often, and you're waiting to find the right movie to spend your $10 on to go watch a movie, some of you spending more than 10, maybe 12, 15, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily spend it on this. I'd wait for it to come out on DVD, Blu-ray digital in some form or fashion, or maybe even wait a little bit longer and it'll show up on HBO or uh, Showtime. If you've got one of those type of services,
1: I'm kind of similar to Richard on this one. Um, I, if I wasn't reviewing movies as part of this podcast, I would have not instinctually gone out to see it in the theaters in the first place, but putting on my, uh, my, uh, my 2020 glasses of looking at the past. um, Now that I have seen it, if I knew what I knew, knew what I know now, then would I have seen it? No, I still wouldn't have seen it in the theaters. It's no, it's, it's a best streaming watch for me. And even then I would probably put it almost in, into what I did the other night. I had never actually seen the, the movie Doom and it just happened to be on Netflix. It's like, yeah, I never watched this. I'll put it on. Yeah. It, it, well, yeah, it's not great. It's better than Doom, but not by a ton.
0: Oh, well, I think it's way better than Doom.
1: Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll debate that one.
0: But, but yeah, definitely, um, like I said, if you're... If you frequent the movies, let's say you go once a month, let's say you go twice a month, yeah, this one's worth going to see. I, I from that standpoint. But mm-hmm. if you just go a couple times a year, nah, nah, no. save your bucks, yeah. save your bucks. And it's it's not that it's a bad movie; it's just not. I don't that know. That impressive. Yes. If going back to what you're saying, since we're doing a. A podcast, and we're reviewing. We're, we kind of the ones that we are doing together. We've kind of plotted out over the next couple months the ones that we've chosen. we exactly. like, yeah, these are the ones we want to do. Otherwise, nah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't have gone to watch it.
1: No. All right. So from this point on. There will be spoilers, so be prepared, and we're going to dig in like we always dig in with our very scientific but not scientific breakdown, Where we go into cast, director, costume and props, location, cinematography, plot and writing, and any bonus points we'll assign as we feel that we should assign them, and we'll come up with a score that will remind you of being in school again.
0: This is where we should insert movie plug um, music.
1: Oh, absolutely! We'll
0: get there. We'll have to get that. Yeah, yep, absolutely.
1: But uh, all right. So let's let's start with the cast. So we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Mm -hmm. Um, And we we had had some conversations with some other people. And somebody said, oh, the cast isn't very good. This is one area where I was was, uh, not in agreement with the person I was talking with. This is actually a pretty phenomenal cast.
0: Yeah, I think of all the parts of the movie that the cast might actually be the strongest of the categories for the movie. It's just got a lot of solid components from top to bottom, from mains to the people that have just a second of FaceTime.
1: Absolutely. So let's start with the lead. We got uh, Boyd Hallbrook. Um, He's been in a few other things. He's been uh, in uh, Gone Girl, which I did not see, which I feel terrible for saying that because that just shows me as – that's not the elite critic because all elite critics saw Gone Girl. I'm, I'm fairly certain, but I've, I was busy.
0: I have seen it. I enjoyed it. It's worth watching. I don't remember him in it.
1: <laughs> he was in the Narcos uh, television series, which I also have not seen. Never seen. Uh, he was in Logan.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, he
1: was excellent in Logan.
0: Very good in Logan. Um, I liked his gold tooth.
1: Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good. A lot. Of, he, he's so he's used to the CGI already just mm-hmm. from that. So, all right, so how did you think? The, you're hanging the franchise, essentially, on just a handful. I mean, you got the big cast, but primarily the shoulders are Boyd's shoulders. Did he do the job you expected him to do?
0: I think so, yes. Now, I, this is way, where we may differ, because I, I, like, I like Boyd Holbrook as, I don't know, he just has, like, a, a thing. I don't know. It's like when you, when you watch him, like, eh, that just fits. And that's what I get from him. Now, did he do the most amazing job ever in the world? No. But for what he was given and for the movie that he was in, I think he did just fine.
1: So, okay. So, first of all, he does the tough guy well. Mm-hmm. I mean, so for that part, you want to get that that kind of that sniper. He's going to be a, a, an elite ranger sniper kind of a guy. He's got the look. He's got, you know, he does the kind of... Uh, not not monosyllabic, but you know, kind of man a few words and many grenades, kind of. Uh,
0: but he can do some on. snarky too, right? He, you he, know, he can. He can, he can pull yeah. off a little bit of not as serious. You don't see that a whole lot in this, but but we still have to
1: compare him I, inevitably. I, I understand this. this is a film on its own, but we have to compare him to either Arnold Schwarzenegger or Danny Glover. It was Danny Glover in the second one.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Yes. So, okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you couldn't help but smile. Pretty much any action movie he was in, he was just likable in all of them. He is being the kind of the grim, macho guy, but you go, okay, I'd like to hang out with that dude. I didn't get get that impression on this.
0: And that's hard because when you look at the... 80s action movies, <laughs> and look at the ones that he did. There was a few not so great ones that he did, but like, oh, yeah. that was his. That was his decade. That was his wheelhouse, right there, man. So he, you're talking about one of the most famous, influential, um, well recognized actors in the entire world. For a long time, and it's still that that way now. But sure. trying to compare him, Boyd, to Arnold, not, that's, not not fair, fair that's not a fair. That's not a fair comparison. Well, let's so. go to
1: Danny Glover then. Danny Glover had been in uh, a good number of films, and it was a completely different film in Predator Two. But he still had kind of a he still had that likable side that I just didn't get.
0: Yeah, and I I didn't I don't dislike Predator. 2 I just like Danny Glover was a interesting choice for that. I don't think if I remember reading right maybe not even the first second or third choice for that that role. I could be wrong on that, but I didn't I don't, like I said I don't dislike Predator 2, but I don't think I don't think okay, go go back and watch Predator 2 and see Danny Glover walking around with his uh handgun. And his gesturing with the handgun, and it's just—it's not natural. I mean, he does it. I mean, he—he—he does it like when you look at the Lethal Weapon movies, like it works, it fits with him. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so way better than Danny Glover. I would say so, but not.
1: But it's just no Arnold. But that was the comparison I was going for, even though I don't think Danny Glover quite hit the same kind of. Stride with Predator 2 that Arnold did. They both have that side where it was just kind of, they had the action, but they had the Mm likable. And and it may have been an intent with this particular plot, this script, that they didn't want to have that kind of be so obvious and they're going to maybe develop into it or whatever. And this is not a criticism at all truthfully Boyd, i just i didn't get that feeling from him when i watched it and it felt like i was missing something
0: yeah like it wasn't uh the the, the connection yeah wasn't there
1: just wasn't there now talking about a connection i'm going to make a small sidetrack because i at this point i would usually want to bring up the other kind of lead actors actresses that are in this but we talk about a connection and we talk about predator 2 and the current predator, what's the connection? Not because we got the connection from the first one with the director, what's the connection to the second one? The son, that is correct. I was wondering mm-hmm. if you if you noticed that, uh, oh, yeah, that uh, Jake Busey <laughs> wasn't,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, and, like so. Everybody knows Gary Busey, I think everybody knows I Gary would Busey. Hope so. Um, gosh, I'd be go and watch oh, what season was that maybe season two of entourage and uh Gary Busey's in that Gary Busey at that point in time is very Gary Busey oh yes so when you did Predator two with Gary Busey in it they're like they're two different people oh right absolutely. like he like totally two different people at that point in time and Jake Busey's been in tons of stuff
1: he's been a lot of stuff
0: uh gosh star 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 troopers Troopers is what i think of um i really like he he had a part on agents Uh, of
1: shield he he was in contact as the the crazy guy that blows up the blows up the the ship that's going to send people into space um uh, he was in Stranger Stranger Things.
0: Thing. I've I've not seen Stranger Things. I hear good. I hear you know, so good I mean, stuff. But and
1: that's just a small snippet. He's been in a ton of stuff. And
0: tons of stuff.
1: And he achieved something with this Predator movie that his father did not achieve in the second Predator movie. Mm. His character lived through to the end of the movie,
0: or so we assume.
1: Well, I'm going. He was fine. He was pointing people on. Uh, Go that way. Injured. Injured, but not dead. Was he? You Stab, lasered. Yeah, it looked like he just had a little stab wound. He was he was fine. He was
0: fine. Yeah. So we'll assume that he lived.
1: It's a flesh wound, <laughs> but I had to bring that up first, just because I thought that was fantastic. It's true. Um, okay. Well, let's let's um, let's go with kind of the second male lead then. Uh, that would be uh, Trevante Rhodes, who played Nebraska. Do you? I consider him the second male lead in this.
0: would the kid be the lead? No. No, the kid was well, the is main a plot character, plot, plot yeah, the MacGuffin. Yeah, yeah, he, he is kind he, of, kind of, yeah, he,
1: yeah, yeah. He, oh he's yeah, well, and we'll yeah. get to the kid here. I have some issues with the kid.
0: Well, I mean, not he's, the
1: actor, but uh, yeah, you know, the yeah. way he yes. was used.
0: He, he's no Anakin Skywalker. Oh, um, he did better than that. Oh my far. God, yeah, yeah, but that's again, easy that's, to do better. Yeah. Okay, so Trevante, yes.
1: All right, so Trevante. I didn't know this dude. I've not seen him in much of anything. Apparently he's in Westworld, which is on my list of things to watch, which I will eventually, hopefully, one day get to.
0: Westworld. Uh, what did he... I've seen season one of Westworld, just not season two. And then
1: Moonlight, apparently, was a big, big uh, film he was in. Um, so he's a kind of a blank canvas for me coming into this. And I, I thought he had more likableness
0: there. Oh yeah, he was cool. I liked his character a yeah. lot.
1: It, it, they it, he seemed comfortable with it. Uh, the bit of action he had wasn't huge, but you know he he did well. You know with that, the dialogue he was given was solid. He had just a little bit of character development, which in an action movie is is like no, nobody gets character development. Yeah, you
0: get a snippet of history yeah. from him. You know,
1: so that's that's kind of that's really kind of nice to see. Um Yeah, you know, I I was really happy with with how they they used him in that.
0: Yeah, because they they pull you know the intro in with the uh, the shooting, the crash, then the interview, and then it's the inter the interview develops a main character. Yeah, but then the bus, so then they shove him on the bus, and there he is, right? And then there's a cast of characters that are in there, but I think he's the one that kind of leads slash dictates. Everybody else that's yeah, in that bus,
1: exactly, which is why I kind of put him as the second male lead in this because he has the most kind of sway on the plot. He has the really excellent point towards the end of the movie where he gets to sacrifice himself to ensure that the end of the movie. Well, happens. I was to say
0: he was the one that lived the longest yeah. of the bus characters. He, he's
1: the equivalent of the, the the Native American individual on the bridge in the first Predator. Yes. So where he another kind of parallel in a slightly different cuts way that's his chest. So yeah. they could see the blood. That's right. So, um, you know, again, pretty happy with that. All right, so you're talking about the kid. Okay, that's Jacob uh, Tremblay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you think about the kid?
0: I mean, I, I I feel like it's hard to get a kid that old to be believable. And for what he did, his acting part, was fine. Yeah, I, I understand what you're like. The character. Yes. Yeah. The the character was. It was contrived. Not
1: handled, not handled well.
0: Not handled well, but him doing the character was fine. I I, I bought into him just fine.
1: Yeah, he he. You know, uh, I, I tend to. Yeah, you know, as we should have a little more forgiving nature to to actors of a younger age because they've had less experience and you know they're doing the best that they can and he did fine with what he was given um yep. he's actually been in a couple of decent things he's been in Book of Henry Wonder the Room
0: um Ooh, the room and not that one no well, the one with um um yeah I know I'm just <laughs> there's two two of them one's really mm, bad and one's not the room what's the other one is it um that's a, I'm thinking of the cube.
1: Yeah, that's that's something completely different. I'm no. not even going to tell you about the one that's not worth watching because I know you'll just go out and watch it. and I don't <laughs> want to talk about
0: it. It's going probably going to show up on stars tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Um, but so okay. So but. You know that we're gonna we're gonna revisit the kid, I think, in the plot section because I think that's a better place to to put. Yes, it, we're just talking about the character or talking about the actors right now. So he's got some of actually got a pedigree coming into this, and he performed well going into it. I got very little to to say other than that. Yep. What did you think of uh, Keegan Michael Key being in it?
0: Pretty good. I I enjoy him regardless, but he brought just the right of tone and the, the that the movie needed yeah yeah so he so one of my podcasts that I listen to quite a bit um, he okay so I, I listen to it's a it's a sports podcast but they don't talk a lot about sports all the time and he's been a guest on there quite a bit because everybody that does this sports podcast there's four producers and two people doing there's six people and they talk all the time. They love the Predator, the original Predator. Well, Keegan-Michael Key loves the Predator. Like, it is one of his favorite movies. So for him to get the opportunity to do this movie, he was super excited about it. Bill Duke was his favorite character from the original, oh, uh, nice. the original uh, Predator movie. But, yeah, so he was totally bought into this, and, yeah, he was... He was on point. He was good.
1: You know, there's a huge list of people that I have in my mind that I keep that I just want to shake the hand of. And, you know, thank you for, you know, contributing to my entertainment over the years sort of a thing. And he's gotten up on that list really fast for a short period of time doing this because anything that he touches kind of is awesome. Yeah. Even his commercials are good. Who makes good commercials anymore? Nobody. But uh, he he take a stupid concept, it's like, okay, it worked. I don't know how that worked, but sure.
0: Yeah, no matter how bad the material is in the commercials, and there's some bad ones for sure, that he still does what he needs to do with them.
1: Yeah, so he did did wonderful in that. Um, Got Olivia Munn as the second actual lead lead. Yes. Um, So um, Olivia Munn, in case you don't know who she is, Uh, move out from under a rock because she has been in everything in the last 10 years. If you blink, you probably missed it. But uh, she's in the most recent Oceans movie, the Oceans 8. Oceans 8, That they did. Uh, She was Psylocke in uh, (laughs) My apologies, I did not realize my phone was so near. Uh, She was uh, Psylocke in the X-Men Apocalypse movie. She actually had a small part in Zoolander 2. Uh, she true. was you know, one episode of Chuck, you know, but a very memorable episode of
0: Chuck. Um, what was the, uh, the the male dancer movie? Oh, Magic with, Mike. Magic Mike. Yeah, she was in, in the original one.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, Iron Man two, she was in. Yes. So another little comic book link, but a lot of people, if you are a video game not just those people know her from being on G4. Attack back, of the show. Back in the day, absolutely. So, I mean, she's got, she's got uh, the nerd pedigree for sure uh, coming into this.
0: She was on The Daily Show for quite some time as a correspondent yes, also. yeah, she was. That was after G4 went away. She was transitioning to go to The Daily Show. So that was kind of her in-between. She wasn't that good, I don't think, on The Daily Show. She wasn't that good as Psylocke, I didn't think. But in this movie, she did all right. She was fine. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just uh, she's one of those instances where you know I didn't have a great deal of excitement with her coming into the film, but I didn't think, oh, she's just going to mess it up. No, it's one of those things like, uh, well, let's see what she can do. And because I liked her when she was on G four, mm-hmm. um, mixed with some of the stuff that she's done since then but I mean what else are you going to get Uh, not everybody can do you know everything be awesome necessarily now now
0: how her character suddenly became an action star within the plot points of this movie is another another thing to address yeah we'll get back to that in plot get back to that but as far as casting her sure fine yep um
1: okay so more people um what would the movie be without the lead villain? And the lead villain uh, lead human villain, I'm not going to count the Predators. I, I'd hate to ignore people that wear that amount of body stuff that do the stunts, yeah. but I'm sorry, I don't really count that into talking about them because you don't see their face, you don't hear them talk. It's it's really hard to kind of you know, Van Damme. put that in there. yeah. So instead, we're going to go with Sterling Brown as Traeger, as the lead villain, the lead just punk. Did he do awesome? He was for me. He was the bright spot.
0: He was great. He was really good. I liked the uh, kind of the uh, nonchalant, um, almost like the giggles and the laughs that just come out, and then like the the, the gum chomping. You know, like just like the the rant. Yeah, like the randomness. Of not caring that that character had
1: perfect. And, yeah, it's it, it's like man, if you you did you did so well to be able to capture that part where I hate. Okay, I hate you. I hate you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to react like that because I you know, it, I, I'm not going to fall for these stupid movie trick. Now, okay, I hate you.
0: Yeah, and
1: he did he did fantastic with that. I mean, you would recognize him from the Black Panther, where he sort of played a villain, (laughs) sort of, but not really. Uh, uh, A layered character.
0: Uh, Yep, yep. uh, uh,
1: Supernatural, he was in quite a bit of that, and he played, again, kind of a layered character. Um, uh, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which I did not see, but I heard he was good in. Hmm. Um, So he's been in quite a few things. I have never seen him do poorly in anything. That was... The part that I got most excited about, like, oh, this guy is excellent in every single thing I've ever seen
0: him. Yeah, a lot of a lot of TV stuff. Yeah. that he's been in. Yeah, yeah no, he of was procedurals, right? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's he was good. I liked him. I like his character.
1: Now you were bringing up somebody that I had forgotten to put on my list. Uh, not an intentional oversight, but an actor that has been in a ton of stuff that you were talking about.
0: Yeah, so there was a couple people that I, I noticed, and there, there are more people to get to, oh, actually. Yeah. there's um, tons. So if you go to um, IMDb or you go to these places, there's, there's one, there's two characters, actually. Um, Lachlan Monroe... That face has been in so many stinking things. And in this one, he was just, um, gosh, where was he? He wasn't in there for very long. No. Like, he was just, his face showed up in there.
1: Was he in the um, in the science? No, he wasn't in the science area.
0: He I don't was, think he was in the science area. He was, um, was he a? One of the, the,
1: the military guys? Yeah,
0: he was a military guy. And I don't think he was like a, gosh, I can't remember what he was at. I don't. I don't think he was a person that was shooting people. He was a person that was talking to people.
1: Yeah. So he, he is just brief. It's Very like brief. Would miss him, but if they can get somebody that he's been in so much stuff to, oh that's small part.
0: Yeah. They, he he he's been like that. Face is a face that if you've seen any type of TV show or oddball movie, like his his rap sheet of bit parts is so like super long. So very recognizable. And then the other one, the other one too was uh, Peter Shinkoda who was Nobu mm-hmm. in the uh, on Netflix on Daredevil. And he was right at the end of the movie which honestly was probably the worst part of the entire movie. Which we'll get to later
1: yeah we will definitely get to that um, okay so we're getting back to some of the people that uh, have a little more higher profile uh, Thomas Jane was in
0: it oh yeah which I well,
1: I somehow missed that in the previews and didn't see anything it's like oh it's the Punisher
0: yeah yeah like and it when you see I, I feel like when you see Thomas Jane a lot as a character in all the movies and TV shows that he's been in it's Blatantly Thomas Jane, like you know that that's him. Yeah, and then yeah. when this movie came on, and he's sitting in the back of the bus playing the like, character, yeah, like is that Thomas Jane? I'm like no, oh, is that Thomas Jane? Like <laughs> I had to really do, familiar. Yeah, like is, is that who I th- think it is? And he plays a, a character like a a very subtle character. It just
1: with a not so subtle uh, ailment. <laughs> yes,
0: and his character was. Perfect. It Was great. Oh, I yeah. I, I, li- I liked him for uh, sure. I
1: love that. Uh, he's he's good generally in anything too. Uh, you know he he was in Dreamcatcher and The Mist and. Uh,
0: yeah, we talked about the Punisher. Um,
1: about, uh, he was in the TV show Hung. Hung. Yep. Yeah. I
0: never I never watched it. Like I didn't either. It was always on. I feel like there was a lot of shows that it. Tail ended. <laughs> uh, was it maybe? Gosh, what. Sopranos, maybe the first couple seasons of um, Game of Thrones, where like the big show would be on, and then after that would be Hung. Yeah. But I never stuck around them.
1: I never Why do it? premium channels anyway. So it's just one of those things that, oh, if it's on HBO or Showtime or Cinemax, I guess I'm just not going to see it until it comes out on streaming or something Some, else. some other
0: service, yeah. And HBO is hard. It's, it's hard because they don't do a lot of other no. services other than their own streaming service. Yeah.
1: And then you've got uh, Alfie Allen.
0: Yeah. Talking about
1: Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah. Game of Thrones. Yep. (laughs) Absolutely. So he plays a major, he plays a major character in Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah. That was the part that I was joking because I don't watch that show. I'm not a, not a particular fan for a variety of reasons that I'm not going to go into right now. I usually love the fantasy genre specifically,
0: but I I don't like Game of Thrones. Yeah. So that, that, that character is one in Game of Thrones that he plays really well and you like him, and then you hate him for a long time, and then you like it's a back and forth game with him and I'll say one thing because you haven't seen it, but everyone else out there does, yeah, and I'll just say sausage, and that's all everybody needs to know so <laughs>
1: oh you don't have to I already know about the sausage <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh but so but you know the the joke was it's like oh yeah you know, he must be a major character cuz he's in all of the episodes and you know there's so many characters that end up dying. So, you know, just still alive. Still alive. Uh but he was also in John Wick and uh you know,
0: yes. He was the one that stole the car.
1: Yeah. So, you know, he did not have a high profile part in this movie. I mean, no. He had a couple of scenes that he was in. And you could have easily forgotten him for the most part. Was he, he doesn't last real long.
0: Yeah, was he the first bus group casualty? It was um, him, wasn't it? Yeah, I
1: believe so. Yep. I think he was, he, was, he, was, he was doing sniper support and got thrown into the air.
0: Well, he got his arm blasted off.
1: Yeah, that, that was what it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. and so, then he got, yeah. Then he got, yeah. So, you know,
1: that now I feel bad because I realized that I did not write down the last guy that was on the bus. Uh, mainly cause I didn't know who he was and I hadn't seen anything he had been in.
0: No Augusto Aguilera. And I am, I am not familiar with that person at all.
1: I looked through his list of accomplishments and I go, wow, I don't know any of this.
0: Uh, no, a lot of TV stuff.
1: Yeah. So, uh,
0: nope. That yeah, I, being don't, I said, don't know.
1: Yeah. He did. All right. He I was mean, fine. Yeah. Uh, the character is mildly annoying, but, uh, uh, that's not his fault. Um, oh, and we talked about before we started, uh, Yvonne Stra- Strahovski.
0: Strahovski. Uh We yeah, we were talking about what we associate her with. Yeah. And I uh, and I say Dexter. And I say Chuck. I say Chuck. Yep.
1: And then you know, for those gamers, they say uh, they say um, Mass Effect.
0: Mass Effect. she's a voice. Yep.
1: And oh, clearly the body inspiration for the mm-hmm. character too. Um, I tell you what, uh, she is one of my favorites. Um, huge crush on her, not to be like that, but, uh,
0: yeah. And she does like, she does really well in, um, in, in this one too, for not having a lot of screen time or face time.
1: You remember her. Yep.
0: Yep. She pulls which it out pretty is, good,
1: which is definitely good. And yeah, It was nice seeing her in a kind of a mom role. Cause you don't really see her in that, that kind of a role. Mm-mm. Um, and we got uh, Mike Dupud.
0: Yeah, we were we were talking about uh, Mike, and I I recognize him from the movie, but I don't recognize him as a person that's been in a lot of stuff. He's been, an and he's Arrow, been in a ton of stuff, and Ghost
1: Protocol, and Continuum, and SG Universe, and Smallville, and. Dude has been in a ton again, like the guy that you're talking about a minute ago, he's just been in a ton Mm -hmm. of stuff. It's like, and I looked at him on screen, it's like, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy Mm -hmm. from? Yeah. They had a lot of people like that in this movie. Yeah. The cast is amazing.
0: That that's why we were arguing when we first started that like the movie or not, that the cast is probably the the strongest part of this movie.
1: I would almost argue that it's a better cast than even, um, even Infinity War was. Almost. Not quite.
0: Almost.
1: When, but when you compare, you've got Predator, which is a single movie trying to make its, make its money basically off of nostalgia from the previous Predator. Mm-hmm. Where you've got Infinity War, which has been building for over a decade. And they've got everybody who is everybody in it. They did a lot more with a lot less, which is just really impressive.
0: Yeah, they, but they chose—I think they chose well. They did well with casting. Oh, definitely.
1: I'm—I'm sure. I'm giving this part a 19 out of 20. I agree. This segment. Yep. Uh, I don't think they could have gotten much better. 19. All right. So now we got to move on to a slightly more delicate uh, subject. This is the director. We talked. We. Brought his name up uh, previously, Shane Black. And you were talking about how you've been the uh, director of Iron Man 3. But he's done some other stuff. Oh, today. yeah, he's done other things. Uh, nice guys. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. He was an actor not only in the original Predator. He was in RoboCop 3. Mm. Not the best of RoboCops to be in. Ooh. But do you remember the movie I told you about, Dead Heat, with Joe Piscopo and I think it's Treat Williams? Where where uh, yeah. cop is dead, brought yeah. back to Draw life. back
0: to life, yes. He's in that. Ooh. Uh,
1: he's going to be doing, uh, he's directing Doc Savage, the DC version. So not like the Hulk blood got into me, so I'm big and strong. No, it's the, the 30s era kind of th- hero thing. Uh, but he's going to be doing that for DC here coming up. So he's got some, he's got some attachments. Uh, some
0: comic book ties, yep.
1: We do need to briefly just touch on the little bit of controversy that came out with the movie, with the minor mistake that he made. Um, So uh, everybody... Touch being
0: the optimal word. Yeah,
1: or lack of touch. Uh, uh, Trying to touch. Trying to touch. Uh, So he cast Stephen Wilder Striegel, a friend of his, in a small role, in a single scene... Uh, that was going to be, or at least I think it was just originally a single scene, that was going to be with Olivia Munn with him hitting on her or something. Uh, The gentleman was a convicted sex offender, to my understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, And he chose not to tell any of the cast members about that. Or I don't think he told the studio either. Uh,
0: Yeah, I could be wrong, but I don't don't know that he told much of anybody about it. Yeah,
1: and so when... Olivia Munn found out about it after the fact she was more than a little upset um, and addressed the situation in the studio, cut the scene from the movie, and, well, that's that. So I'm not going to delve into any of the morality or politics it, or it anything a, else.
0: It caused a stir for about a week it before caused the a movie. Stir. Yeah.
1: Um, the fact that this scene was not in the movie... Did not end up affecting a single thing. Nah, didn't matter. No. So the ultimate the ultimate uh, bottom line is if you're looking at just the movie as a whole, didn't affect it. Not great to have bad, bad press right before the movie comes out. So and, Any press uh, is
0: good press. Uh, uh, this yeah. day, I'm not
1: 100% certain. Maybe that. not. Um, but So now that we go past that... Um, all right, so as a director, he takes this script, and he's super excited about it because he's got this connection to the previous movies, and he wants to make something great about it. What do you think made the original Predator good that he needed to implement in this film?
0: Well, it had some cheesiness, right? Yeah. Right? It did have big action stuff. Yeah. Um, it had that... It had that feeling of if you if you had never seen the original movie and just watch like your first time watching this like oh hey man this is like you didn't even know like hadn't seen any previews for it and as you're watching there's this build up right there's this build up and then there, there's all of a sudden it takes a turn it's like this what huh like what what this is an Arnold Schwarzenegger action, I'm going to shoot people up type thing, and then it turns into there's an alien that's hunting stuff. It's like there's, there's there's that moderate little twist that shows up in the movie. So I kind of feel like you you want a little bit of that intrigue, a little bit of that change of pace or direction like what you had in that original one. But you also needed to have a broader scope of characters like you needed a cast of characters to evolve or devolve throughout the course of the movie as well because i kind of feel like that's what the original one did like i said cheesy you had some gore you had some sci-fi built into it so a little bit of everything
1: yeah so so it's kind of the director's job to take this script and take the footage get it cut and To my understanding, I could be wrong. I'm not a director, but in my mind, you know, I'm seeing him, he's choosing exactly where scenes are going to get cut into the next scene and where the flow is going to come from and explaining to the actors or helping them get the motivation for what they're going to do for whatever and bringing them together and bringing it out of them and putting it together in that way.
0: The motivation, yes. I feel like the editor does the cut and paste. Sure. with the help of the director. So sure. the movie's two hours long. They've filmed three hours worth of usable stuff that's got to be trimmed down to the appropriate amount.
1: Maybe I should eventually put a director slash editor into this section because it probably, uh, probably that's how I always view things because they're kind of a joint job that they do. Yes, together. you can't
0: do one successfully without the other's input, I don't think.
1: All right, so on the editor side, I think that's where a lot of this movie... Uh, did not work. Um, it did not flow very well. I don't feel. I mean, it's it had to go from the intrigue to the action, and so one of the reasons that the original Predator works from so well, they're in the jungle, they've got the bit of dialogue trying to figure out what it is, they're always on edge and they're ready, and boom, mm. it gets into something big that happens. With this, you don't really have that. You've got the the build up, you know, the immediate action at the beginning of the movie. And then, well, you've got the uh, goes down to the intrigue. I was, I was with it at that point. I'm okay. But then they've got a thing and well we've got to bring in this other person. Then we're going to cut to his family. And then the the intrigue build doesn't quite work for me. And then it goes into the action where we're running and it's kind of confusing. And the choice of of where to film and what and what uh, lighting to use. It's muddled in parts.
0: Yeah, the, I, I feel like the plot script area, I mean, the director takes what he's got. Now, did yeah. he did he do any of the writing for the script, right? So I, I, I'm wondering if he had... Yes, he, he was also a writer. Right? Yeah, so, so he had a hand in this. He had a hand in it. He had a lot of influence on <laughs> what he did behind the scenes. And... I feel like you're like you're right. It's missing something. Like yeah. maybe the pacing was weird. Things were rushed. Things were certain aspects were strewn together roughly or without development or without. Like I feel like they did film three hours worth of this movie, but the studio said no. We wanted this long. You got to chop it down. Yeah. And instead of it being two and a half, it ended up being two. Right, something like that.
1: Well, and then here's the other thing. and maybe, maybe it was intended to be this way and maybe I'm just reading too much into it. I always like to preface this with, you know, obviously this is my opinion and I am not a film scholar by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just somebody that's watched way too much television and movies. So it was uneven in the performance levels that you got from the different actors. So like... Uh, uh, like, Boyd was reserved, basically, for the entire movie, even in the action sequence. I mean, I'm going to be the the tough guy. Oh, okay, I got that. I, you're going to be like that? That's fine. But then you've got the other people around him uh, that you got Keegan. Just, I mean, this dude is visible. He's always visible. He's, he's going to be somebody that people are going to recognize immediately, take an eye to, and he pops off in every scene that he's in. But so does Thomas Jane, again, as the two of them together. They both pop off, and everything is right there. Um,
0: well, they were best friends.
1: Yeah, Well, and then Alfie Allen is supposed to be, also supposed to be very flamboyant. And so basically each one of these people in the bus, with the exception of probably Tarante Rhodes' character, super flamboyant, very loud, but they didn't have the equal level of loud. They didn't come off in quite the same um same level of presence the same level of recognizableness you know I had the one actor that has left off the lift wasn't because just I didn't recognize the stuff that he was in but he could have not been in the movie and I'm not sure I would have noticed and that's not a knock to him I don't think as what it is but I don't think he had a part that really made any sense and it it really didn't fit within anything it didn't need to be there Um,
0: no yeah he was just another body to get you know, shot. Or... I mean almost uh, almost Alfie's character
1: was the same kind of way. I mean, oh, I've got cards and I know how to fly as a child. He was pilot. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you could have given that to anybody else.
0: Truthfully, combine those two characters into one character.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's and it just didn't didn't make sense. The the cuts between the kid and anything else that were going on were always just jarring. And not in the fun, suspense-building way, but just, oh, wait, now we're in school? Okay, I understand you're trying to build the, the, the character and the purpose and the history. and But anytime time you cut to the kid, it just was kind of, oh, we're back here again?
0: Uh... Yeah, like it was just... not. Uh, so I'll, I'll go back to Iron Man 3. Yeah. Like people seem to love that movie, right? It was okay, and it was just okay. Like I, I I didn't buy into it, and I. There are elements I really liked. I I get some of that with this one, like where it's just I like it. I'm just not buying into it, right? And I'm I'm missing something.
1: Can't tell if it's the director. I know it's partly to do with the writing, but it could be partly the director, too. And
0: But the director wrote it. But so. the director
1: wrote it. So that, to me, loses points. Yeah. Uh, and so you build into that.
0: Technicality in our scoring, but we're going to use we're, it anyway. We're going
1: to use it anyway. So, I mean, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. I'm gonna, I think I want to dig more into it, into the plot side, because I think that's really where it shows yeah. its, its head. But uh, out of 20 on a director, I would give this 12.
0: Mm. I like where you're going. I was thinking not lower than 15 and higher than 10. So um, I'll go with 11.
1: Mainly because when the action did happen, for the most part, I thought he did pretty good. So long as there was yep. action going on, it was pretty decent. Anything else, it just bleh. Yeah. Um, all right. So that brings us to costuming and props.
0: So... hmm. hmm.
1: All right, so a lot of pseudo military, a lot of pseudo scientific, um, some you know standard you know clothing stuff too.
0: It's like you're watching a John Carpenter movie.
1: A little bit, a little yeah. bit, but I liked a lot of the little flourishes, um, the little gift package that all of the guys from the bus left. Left uh, Olivia Munn uh, Casey's character, or the character Casey, for when she woke up from tranking herself on accident. Um, That was kind of cool. The little that eventually that was the foreshadowing of the the I don't know death bag at the end of which was
0: really just stupid. Stupid. Yes,
1: it was. It was not terribly good. Oh, you saw that car, didn't you? It's got naughty bits on it. It's like, really? Why was that even necessary?
0: Yeah, the, like the whole movie was tolerable, but I think just the end just.
1: It was not a great ending. No. But, um, yeah. but the props wise, the props and the costuming I thought was solid. I will say this, the props that they had for the helmet and the arm piece for the Predator, those were fantastic. They mm-hmm. looked really good. Um, the, the computer stuff was on point. I mean, it's it looks like it's pseudo realistic, but you know, anybody goes, okay, that's just not anywhere near what any of that stuff would look like or do or whatever. It's you know, kind of like the same thing you get in the the cop television shows when they bring up the computer forensics and we're going to yeah, it's that level of not real, but okay, yeah. I can buy into it because it's fantasy level of good.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I feel like that. There, there were two Predators in this movie. One was strictly a CGI Predator. The other one was a strictly dressed-up human version of a Predator. Yeah. And the one that was the dressed-up human version of the Predator, I think, was fine. Yeah. Um, and then when you see the Predator laying on the table, and it's got its mouth parts, and its eyes open up, the eyes, the eyes were... I missed something on the eyes. And
1: they're a little, a little off.
0: Yeah, but all the little stuff in their suits it was okay. Like I said, the the boringness of the suits and the cheesiness of the the almost like see through weird science outfits, and then the generic office, like the military uniforms were just like a, a, a blue thing with some buttons on it, you know, and it just like, yeah, meh. Yeah. 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 I didn't get a lot of the stuff and the, the, the house that they lived in was awful housey.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it like fit. almost
0: overdone. Right. Yeah, like that was cluttery. like, there was the perfect house that it was labeled with. Here's this. I've got this kitchen. And then the basement was. Just the basement
1: is all the child's. Yes. He has turned it into his own private workshop where he has all of his genius stuff everywhere.
0: Yeah, and it was just so convenient that the Predator could go in and zoom with his mask and see stuff and a map and, like, come on. Yeah, that's plot stuff. Yeah. But what, I, yeah, I. just too housey. And that's a really bad analogy, yeah, but. and uh, it's hard to describe that
1: and this this is more of an impression than anything else because this type of a movie you're not going to often have something that just is so important as a as an item that everybody's carrying around or whatever. You got the standard guns, you got the standard explosives,
0: you got all that other stuff. but the one thing I did notice is when you were watching Predator, the original one, yeah, and they're in the jungle. You can clearly see that that is a fake jungle. Like it is so blatantly <laughs> obvious that it's a fake jungle. This one, you could you. I, I felt it carried along the same tradition. Oh, where, it? Where you could see that this was a fake jungle. Like there were scenes where they were in a forest. Yeah, that was more foresty, right? Yeah, that sure, was that was easy fine enough to do. But the jungle stuff was like, yep, yeah, that's that's a set. It's a that's a fake jungle. So like that that part they carried on a tradition because there there are some in in the original Predator there's a really blatant like that's a that's fake, a rubber
1: tree that's a fake plant <laughs> you know
0: it, it's it's just kind of funny but that that goes along with that movie from the eighties yeah doesn't go along with this movie trying from to the, feel
1: like it's more up to date and yeah. shiny all mm. right so out of ten how many points would you give that.
0: Mm-hmm. It had some good stuff, but I'll go with a, like a four.
1: Okay. Four out of 10. I actually gave them eight out of 10 on props because mm-hmm. there's really not much they could have done wrong on the props. I don't think it's, it's hard to, hard to mess up. Um, yeah. So, all right. Location. Location. This should be a pretty brief conversation because there's not a lot of locations they had. They had the lab, they had the bus, they had the, uh, the house that we already talked about. They had the school that they managed to uh,
0: the, the neighborhood trash the neighborhood. Which was on a soccer field. Which, by the way, if your kid goes out to go trick-or-treating and he, he's walking, why are you driving your car five miles away to try to find your kid? And then you have to drive. Okay, no, no. <laughs> we're going back to plot stuff here. Yeah, okay, we're, man.
1: we're getting there. That's that's why we always end on plot because that's where it all lives and dies. Yes.
0: So they okay. had
1: the the jungly in the in the air CGI locations. They had space. You know, I don't know if I can really count that as a as a location, but kind of, sort of.
0: What what was the place that they were in? Was that was that the school where the. Um... Where they the, ended up in the field. Where, yeah, I guess, yeah, that yeah. was a school. That's yeah. where the big predator killed the little predator.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that because was they were inside a school. Okay, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, and then, of course, they had the, the crash site for the, the, the ship
0: hmm. for the first time. So, I mean. Beginning of the movie and the end of the movie. And the end
1: of the movie. So, you know, locationally, again, it's hard to mess up locations on something like this. I always look for just, is there some variety? Does it match the the tone of the movie? Does it match the intended um, speed and, and and the way everything that's supposed to go? Is it supposed to be a primary? Is it like almost a character itself or is it just a backdrop? And something like this, it seems like it's just a backdrop, so it's not that important, really. There was a farm. There was a farm. Um, but because of that, it's really hard to mess it up, so... I'm, I'm just going to skip right to the points on this because it. it nothing stood out to me. Yeah. I gave it a 9 out of 10 because I also knew I was going to be really gutting it, I thought, later <laughs> in, the, in the plot.
0: That's true. Um, I mean, the, the places are where the places are. I'll go with a 7. All
1: right. All right. Now we go to the cinematography. So, all right. This is where we put our CGI. This is where we put how you do all the shots. Um. I think this is a fairly simple conversation because I only think that they really made two mistakes in cinematography. Uh, one is I have I hate this feeling of need. If there's going to be a sci-fi aspect that has a kind of a horror side, which the Predators technically falls into,
0: yeah, mix, yeah,
1: the mix that they love to film at night. Okay, you're going to film at night. Make sure you can see stuff. And there are just too many times where there's an action scene. I cannot tell what is happening.
0: Yeah, I, I get al- some of that out of there.
1: I almost missed. I couldn't figure out how Sterling Brown's Traeger character died at first. like, oh, okay, I think I figured it out by context because I couldn't see it happen. Um, the uh, fight between the two predators, it was so dark in all of it. I couldn't hardly see again what was happening for the most part. Um,
0: he gets flipped over and smashed on a car. Well, the then it was okay, and but, then he you know rip his head
1: off. but before then, you know when when they're both coming, it's just it's just so dark
0: um, so, so i I totally buy into that. I have no qualms with that. Um, when you have a completely c g i character, yeah, that part's got to be done. Well, I mean, going back to episode one from Star Wars, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Um, When you look at Infinity Wars, was Thanos the perfect CGI character? No. No. Some of his mouth movements are still very CGI-y.
1: People made fun of how he had a different skin tone than the other Thanoses (laughs) in the other movies a little bit.
0: Yeah, he hadn't... uh, gotten as much sun but i bought into it yeah this big predator in this in this movie i didn't have the same buy-in for his build of his character it wasn't bad no no it wasn't blatantly bad and that's not that's i guess i've got to put some context in it here there's just like the the dog Creatures. That was neat. Those were good. I thought those were well done. Those were fine, and those were completely CGI characters. Oh, yeah. um, I don't even think there was any practical in those, even Not anything up close. Yeah. But the but the actual big predator, the hunter, whatever, he, whatever character you call him, there were times where I, I wanted to see more of that character and more of the interaction of that character with other things. And it was always just kind of brief brief or snap to it or you didn't get the full no. con, the, the full grasp of what that Predator character was.
1: And it wasn't hugely different. Of course, it couldn't really be hugely different. They're still technically the same species and you want that kind of continuity. But yeah. eh, it just didn't quite hit. Now, for me, that's that was not a huge sin. Not even enough for me to detract points mm-hmm. in this. My other second problem I had will also play into plot, but I have to bring it up here because it's CGI and it's at the end of the movie. The The weapon given to the oh, humans gosh. looked about as stupid as it could possibly look. It was terrible.
0: So bad. The um, dumbest... Th- that That is... Gosh, I'm trying to think like that is a straight to DVD quality of thing. That's something that shows up as a that that is a sci-fi channel rendering of a okay. thing. It's so like so okay, bad.
1: Well, we want the Predator, but let's mix it with the worst parts of Michael Bay's Transformers and Pacific Rim.
0: Yeah, it' just uh, hard to describe until you watch this movie, how bad that, like, the end was. Like, the actual end. Like, the very end. Not the end end of the movie. Like, what... what, The denouement. The... would What would normally be a post-credits scene. Mm,
1: Kind of. Kind of, yeah. So, I mean, and the only reason I don't deduct more points for it is because it only happened in a single scene, and you see it for just a couple of seconds, so it can't ruin more than the end of the movie.
0: That's true, but it's like you're... It's That's like a, your lasting impression on the movie.
1: Yeah, and it's that? supposed to be what's going to build interest into the next, oh, they're going to fight the Predators. They're going to uh, – hopefully not with that. Yeah. That was just god-awful. Um, so, I mean, for the most part, again, uh, I'm, I guess I'm really keen on getting to, to the plot and writing, but I'm just going to skip again straight to the points. I'm, I'm, I'm generous. I'm giving 18 out of 20 because oh, for the most part, it's good. The, the angles they used are good the they used the right uh, the the right types of cameras to get the feeling they didn't have that stupid Martha Kent moment from uh, Justice League at uh, any point I didn't nothing that, nothing that yanked me out of it I mean it, it was all it wasn't really groundbreaking but for what it was again uh, i I'm I changed my mind I'm giving it a 16.
0: I'll go with fifteen. Like I, it, I just heard
1: myself saying, "I was like, no, there's, that's I can't excuse that. Uh, it's really bad."
0: Yeah, the end. The end was bad. There's some just some glitchy, some some glitchy things in there. Um, you know, when when people's arms are getting blasted off, that looked okay, and when people were getting shot with a ridiculous knife thing and it just kind of explodes through them. Like, that was cool. Like, All those right. parts were fine, you know. Yeah. Uh, that That's okay. I The action-y stuff was okay. Alright. so 15's let, fair. Let, let's go to where it falls apart.
1: So, the plot. The plot.
0: And so, the plot thins.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, it, it's not thick. Well, and you can't expect a movie like this to have a super intense plot. It's not a thinking movie. That's not what it's there for. But you still expect it to be coherent and to, to not make blatant mistakes, which I feel that it does. In quite a few places. Yeah. So, I mean, so we're, we're talking about it building on the nostalgia factor. And you're talking about certain things being kind of references before. And you get that in some of the tonal aspects of it. You get there's definitely, definitely parallels to both the first and the second Predator movie mm-hmm. and certain things that they do throughout it. And those those notes were okay for the most part. But there were some odd choices like, you know, uh, wanting to kind of have you know that that key those couple of key phrases from the original Predator you know is even both in the first and the second Predator is like oh you're an ugly mf'er you know and I normally would not say it that way I would say the entire word but we're trying to be friendly and not have you know a great deal of language in there and they turned it into oh you're beautiful
0: really she's a scientist
1: yeah yeah I'm I'm not I'm not <laughs> going with that.
0: The so the it's it's like when in the Justice League they threw in uh, the, booyah. the booyah. Oh, good lord! It just that cracks me up when I when I see it to this day. It's so contrived, but the
1: uh, it didn't fit. It
0: didn't totally
1: make any sense. I don't think it was just not a good reference. Now get to the choppers.
0: That was funny. That was funny. I appreciated that one.
1: That was that was really good. Uh, of of their little things, that was probably my favorite. But uh, okay, all right. So let's let's address this. Okay, let's let's start at the beginning. the The flow of the movie, for the most part, is good. What did you... Let's go to the, where I wanted to talk about the kid and where I thought the kid was... A, the way he was portrayed was a problem. So what was the kid's condition?
0: It was never... Oh, no. It was very clearly said what his condition was. Well, what did they say? Autism?
1: It was Asperger's.
0: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because yes, we had to have it.
1: the scene where he's in with the, the, the chess room and they go, let's let's pull the fire alarm. Where well, Let's get our Asperger. Really? That's how you want the the, the, the audience to. I want that's to, make true. Sure I'm yep. going to hammer this into your head that he has Asperger's and likely isn't even represented correctly in the first place. No. I am, I'm no doctor, so I'm not going to say whether it is or not, but from what I remembered, it didn't quite fit. Uh, maybe that was intentional because it wasn't really that. He was the next evolution of humanity. Bull. No.
0: No. I have seen Parenthood on NBC. Yeah. No. That's if you've watched it, you would understand. But so that, that's that's my only basis of it.
1: Yeah, so. but that entire scene is completely throwaway. It has got no purpose. The only purpose it is there for is to establish he's really smart and he can put all the pieces back immediately, and we're gonna tell you it's Asperger's by smashing you in the face with it. You could have done it with about three sentences from mom in the house. That was all that was necessary. Because look at the kid's basement; he's obviously genius level. He did everything himself. I don't know what he does downstairs. And then you go see done. Yeah, I just saved what, what was that? A seven-minute scene that you could have cut and chopped to the floor, and it was just completely worthless.
0: But you're trying to relate this character on a human level, which to you don't. He, yeah, no, it's
1: no. And and in the other scenes that he's in, you know, when he's you know figuring out everything, okay. That's fine. But at the same time, it's essentially just a plot device.
0: Mm-hmm. And he's
1: figuring out everything. Uh, okay, now I'm going to take the mask out and go trick-or-treating with it and nearly kill everybody in the neighborhood on accident. Okay, so you're telling me this kid can figure out how to break into the code of this predator thing Knows basically, he's already figured out everything that's happened. He didn't know the mask was going to have an automatic defense system that was going to nuke a house when somebody threw a piece of fruit at him. Well, it's
0: it's self defense.
1: It's self defense. Yeah, yeah. you stretch and things just a smidge. Um, it, he just he just doesn't fit. It, it's an unnecessary.
0: It's too convenient.
1: Yeah, it's. And then to have him at the end of the movie and I fit in just fine. I'm with the science division now and I have my own station and Yeah, that would happen. Sure. That makes complete sense. I mean, I understand you gotta buy and suspend your disbelief. No.
0: But see No. The the whole part of him being smart was he had somehow figured out all the symbols and knew how to do things and got in there. But if you remember at the end, when Boyd's character jumps on the ship and then, of course, the shields come over and chop the demon's legs off. Which is, that, was, that was terrible, yeah. Um, but he slides down, and how does he get into the ship?
1: Because he remembered watching his kid put the entry code
0: in. Did he? I mean, I, yeah,
1: he, he was watching him through the sniper lens from a distance. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I'll remember that seeing it once in the dark from a distance At a bad angle. Sure.
0: Yeah. It's. Oh, good Lord. Like, definitely the construction of this plot was just the word. When when a bad plot comes around, it's one, two, three words. One of them being convenient. Everything is just way too convenient. And then the dog. Like, when you. Stabbed the dog, and uh, he no, just it
1: got shot, and then all of a sudden, well, I, I my my brain injury got
0: brained. Like, yeah, well, what he what? That's right. He put the gun right next to it and, and 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 shot shot it.
1: him in the head, and so now I'm a nice dog.
0: Mm-hmm. Who what? picks who picks up grenades? Mm-hmm.
1: I, uh, I I I wanted to start beating my head against the back of the seat in front of me. There are just a couple instances that it just completely yanked me out of the movie. And it wasn't a
0: seat, it was the rail. That's true. We, we that, tried to sit worth, center, course. yeah, right in the middle spot, so we can have favorite. the best view yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, the, the, the best view is not what I needed of this movie, I don't think, in some, in some
0: instances. Yes, listener, putting people, what is your favorite spot that you like to sit oh, in the movie yeah, theater yeah. on?
1: Are you the person that loves to be staring up at 90 degrees at the very front of the uh, auditorium, or are you way in the back so that you can get away with stuff that nobody else can see you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I would insert that immediately, but
0: But I, yes, I like to be centered as much as I can. And I do like to be close. Yeah.
1: I like to be fairly close. I
0: I even don't mind the ones that are up front. I really don't mind those, but I would, they wouldn't be my preference.
1: I don't mind them if I'm centered. I don't, I I had to see Dr. Strange all the way to one side Mm, on one of those. Yeah. And it was terrible. I I was not happy with that.
0: I do remember when Saving Private Ryan first came out in the movie theater, I was in the very absolute front row in the middle, just staring right up that. So that was cool. Yeah. I like I like that one. But that is not one I would choose normally. Yeah.
1: So but we digress. Okay, so let's 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 talk about the how the characters interplay and all right, so you got the Grim Tough guy. And he tends to, for the most part, what they did with uh, Quinn's character was fine. Uh, I didn't have any major instances where I go, that choice doesn't make any sense.
0: Why does he disregard his family?
1: Yeah, it's a little, uh, it's kind of odd. But I could mostly get past it because I'm going with he has mental problems and he really was supposed to be on that bus. But uh, okay, yeah. so um, all right, but okay. Let's, let's go to Olivia Munn's character.
0: But I got to go. One more thing. Okay. Okay. So he threw a stack of cash to the was it, were, he, South America somewhere yeah, to somewhere. mail that thing off. Yeah, mail this to this address. Yeah. Do you think that's really going to happen?
1: If he's standing there with a gun while he waits for him to do it, maybe.
0: But he didn't do that. Well, he, we didn't see what he did. We we didn't see. He just had him a stack of cash in the box, and the guy just went somewhere. And then we assume that he immediately got apprehended, sure. taken back in.
1: Yeah, yeah. It does seem unlikely at best.
0: And the box is beautifully taped up, and it's got lots of labels on it when it arrives. <laughs>
1: It does seem unlikely.
0: Okay, now, uh, I, continue. That
1: yes. that for me is less a character issue and more uh, going back to the convenience and plot issue. Plot, yes, yep. Um, but okay, Olivia Munn's character, this this scientist that mm. yep. that uh, that apparently has no problems uh, uh, operating uh, weapons of multiple types and jumping on the tops of moving vehicles and. Just just doesn't even give it a second thought.
0: No. Yeah. Instant goes from now we don't we don't know her background. Maybe she was a a, a hunter. Yeah. Maybe she was a college athlete. Right now we know that she is a scientist. Scientist slash doctor. And that's all we and know. And that's all we know. And then all of a sudden, action action patriot. Yeah, it, animal hunter thing. You
1: know, her a lot of her dialogue is unenthusiastic, and whether that's by design or whether that was her delivery, I don't know. But it kind of always threw me off when it was that way. Uh, more of an issue, and you know, I've I've talked to uh, talked to my wife about this kind of a thing on multiple time uh, multiple instances. You know, we have the ongoing back and forth. About things that could be considered either sexist in a film or a television show, or at the very least, seem to be there for titillation value. Okay, so you got you've got to observe uh, the procedures to get into the scientific room um, and be completely clean, decontaminate, mm, decontamination. Yes. Yep. So that required us for sure. And yeah, it's only shoulders up because this is what a PG-13 film. Was it a PG-13 film? I don't know. I think it, it was, was R. R. Wasn't it R? It, well, okay. If it was R, we didn't see nearly enough skin. But that was the whole thing. It's like, ooh,
0: Olivia Munn's taking her clothes off. Yes, it was rated R, and it was one hour and 47 minutes. Okay.
1: But, again, that was the only purpose of that scene was to see her the undress to get ready into the room and, again, to foreshadow the attack that's coming where she's going to— brilliantly come up with the idea to try and leave the same well I have to take all my clothes off again and then huddles.
0: Yeah why was that even why was it there?
1: I'm not I'm not really getting yeah I'm not really getting that the necessity no no it was it wasn't I mean the only thing I can think of is she's very attractive and we want to see her in as little clothes in at least one scene of the movie as possible and that's you know, don't get me wrong. I I'm I'm all for skin when it makes sense. I, but I don't think it made sense here. It just seemed gratuitous and unnecessary.
0: Yeah, I didn't quite understand. Now, now Jake Busey though we saw him from the shoulders up. Yeah, there. but that's
1: Jake Busey. Uh, that's <laughs> not really saying much. And you know, we had the scene from Starship Troopers to think back to when they're all in the showers together at the same time. It's true. Yeah, so it's not the same. But. All right, so that was a little weird. Um, did you have any other problems with her specifically? I think that was it for me. No, and
0: that's what we were talking about before—is that she was instant action star with no background of yeah handling weapons or doing anything. It so. was
1: it was definitely strange. So okay, here's here's the other fun thing, and this is a small thing, but uh, talking about uh, Traeger's character had one of the shoulder cannons.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? How? Where? He just had it. I, I saw him pick it up. Yeah. But where, what, what did that come from? Where did he, I can't remember where he got that from. I saw him pick it up. And he when they were running through the woods, and it's like he knew how to, like, was there a trigger for it? Was there a thing? I, was, I felt like he was holding his chest or something, yeah. and he would
1: twist, I, I don't I, know. It was hard to say. It was really unclear. I mean, don't get me wrong. It looked awesome because, you know, that's a fun, fun, fun weapon from the series. But, again, it just wasn't really explained or touched on very well. Um, this guy is supposed to be calculating and intelligence and the, the, the decision that he makes to say shoot the kids' knees off at the end of this countdown didn't really make sense to me. I mean, he would have had to have known he was tactically outmaneuvered. And no matter how much of a punk you are, that that particular choice doesn't make sense. It was just a blatant attempt to make the audience dislike him again. We already dislike him by this point. Now let's see where he's intelligent instead.
0: Yeah. And in the whole in the whole end sequence, when everybody was running and trying to get away, like there was no mystery or intrigue. You knew everybody was gonna die. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. there was just like. Yeah, this is, they're all, the person in the blue uniform, yep, you're dead. The person in the blue uniform, yep, you're all dead. And then, then they'll, they'll go through the no-name characters, and they'll go through the name characters, and then there'll be some conflict at the end, and the yeah. like, good guys will win. So, like, there was no mystery no. in it. You know, it's just, you do what was going to happen. That's all.
1: And, that, and that's fine. It's okay to know the ending of the film on a film like this because it's, it's not playing to that part of our mind to try and get us to to be surprised or impressed in that particular way. It's fine it's it's pure and light level escapism but still it has to be good.
0: Um, oh and she just oh um, she just happened to have the proper scientific tools on the R V to analyze the blood that they got off of his cluster. <laughs> yeah. Strangely enough, they okay. had all the, the proper stuff.
1: Well she has a kit that she carries around with
0: her everywhere. <laughs> That's true. Did well she might have a backpack? She bag, might have had a, a backpack? Kit. She might have a backpack. She, she might have
1: a backpack. I don't know, but still seems kind of again, convenient. Yes. Um so okay. So let's go to the real problem that we alluded to, the ending of the film.
0: Wait, wait. Which ending?
1: The ending of the, the very, very ending. The very, very ending. Because the ending before the very, very ending was mostly okay. It was a little cheesy, but
0: eh, okay. Predator I had no arms, no legs. It died. The yeah, end.
1: yeah. It wasn't that. Wasn't a huge deal. But the the ramp up to try and get people interested in the next film. The okay. So what you're telling me is that this little predator. ...has a different political opinion than the rest of the Predators. Mm -hmm. And his answer is to steal a ship and fly it to Earth... ...because he knows all the other Predators are going to be coming and attacking the Earth. And he wants to give them a chance to fight back. And he foresees the fact that he will probably be followed and caught by the big Predator... ...because he has a failsafe built into the ship... ...to eject the thing that will still save everybody when the ship explodes which they find. And the thing that will save everybody is an awful Iron Man knockoff. Mm -hmm. Really? This one suit is going to fight off an empire of genetically modified predators. Yeah. Absolutely. I must be missing something.
0: Well, I just... So convenient that after the thing blew up and... The end's like, oh, well, there there was this fail safe that they must have had that uh, when the thing blew up, it, it, it ejected it. Like, oh, okay, cool, nice. And then it just starts to shake and steam. And...
1: Oh, oh, okay, okay. And this reminds me, I'm sorry, I gotta backtrack one bit. So, the other contingency of that plot is the whole reason that the predators are gearing up is that our plant's gonna die within two generations.
0: Was it was it two? I didn't even think it was two generations, yeah, well, like that twenty was, years that was or something.
1: Specifically, what Traeger said within within two generations. How long do we have? One generation, two before the planet is dead. And this is their type of environment anyway. And jip, 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 that was this whole monologue. Really, I've been mm, I've true, been following yeah. some of the environmental science stuff. I don't remember that being in the calculations. Yes, we're we're potentially looking at some problems, but two generations. Well, first of all, what's a generation? We're talking, what, 50 years? 100 years?
0: I I felt like the time frame that they were representing in that was shorter. Yeah. Like it was coming very soon.
1: So either I have to try now and suspend my belief that the planet is dying a lot quicker than it really is. Or what? Or this guy's just an idiot and has no clue about why they're actually attacking. Or maybe the Predators think that it's that completely lost me. I mean, yeah, it's it's dipping into some some other, you know, kind of um, radioactive topics that I'm not really going to get into, but when it comes to when I'm watching my movie that I'm trying to escape, I don't want to be hammered over the head poorly by this this particular topic.
0: Yeah, the whole it's now we're we're nitpicking, yes, right? Yes. Like this is a uh no not a non, non thinking this is a no brainer this is a blank thought process action movie right yeah, now we're nitpicking because that's what we're doing for this podcast is we are nitpicking right yeah when you have a, i think the expectation when you go into this movie is not that's gonna be like the most amazing plot and the most amazing this or that it's just gonna be a Easy action movie in the vein of Predator. So I want. Sure. W- we're nitpicking on some of these things, but some of these things can't be overlooked. No. Even if we're just going for mindless entertainment, let's call it. Well, I mean, are some things that are just I'll go back to the word that I've repeated so much. It's just too convenient.
1: Well, either too convenient or just too out of place. In some some instances, the only analogy that I can think of is thinking back to those few listeners that may or may not be wrestling fans from the late 90s to early 2000s. Wrestling is a weird industry to begin with, Uh, and I'm talking about professional wrestling, you know, the fake wrestling that is real but fake. Uh, So everybody has a character, and you're kind of getting into it, and this guy is you know, this guy is tough because he's an MMA guy, and this guy is tough because he's whatever, and that guy is like undead or whatever, sure. And then all of a sudden, okay, the next guy out is a clown. Wait, what? So the guy that's facing the undead guy is dressed up like Ronald McDonald. It completely, immediately yanks you out of whatever it is you're doing, and you start questions like what what am I watching? What what's <laughs> going on here? Yeah, that that was the best analogy I can do. And when stuff like that is in the movie, it just completely makes me—I'm not looking at the screen anymore. Now I'm looking at the people in the theater next to me to see if any of them are having the same problems that I am.
0: Yeah, there's just—I think sometimes when you're in the movie and you're watching it, you're just in the movie. But then when you when the movie's over, just like like. All the it's like the wheels spinning. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, come on, like with this, and then there was this, and then there. I, was, I don't know. Yeah. That's what I got when I when I left this. I was like, that was fun, but yeah, that's the best thing. So I mean, all right. So
1: let's let's give our score to plot and writing. I gave it a twelve.
0: Hmm. I'll go with. I'll go with a step lower. I'll do 11.
1: So I think your score is going to be a little bit lower than mine on this
0: one. So... uh, All right. Carry the 7 plus the 3
1: minus the 4. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely a little bit lower than I am on this. My score comes out to a 76, which is still enjoyable, but... Not something I would watch very often. Yours came out to a
0: sixty-seven. I think that's fair. Yeah.
1: So you would give them a D plus. I am giving them just uh just just, about a C. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so I
0: I would not purchase this personally. No, me neither. Um, if it showed up on HBO. I might watch it if it's on. I'd watch some of it. Yeah, like, like there was a when we when we reviewed the Justice League and it was on and I rewatched it a couple times just because it was on, not because I purposefully changed to like, oh my gosh, Justice League's on, let's watch it. It's just like, uh, okay, we're already a half hour into this movie and there's nothing else on. I'll leave it on this while I eat food. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. I'll do that with this movie.
1: I was at a hotel with the family, and they had not seen Justice League yet, and it was on in the hotel television. And then they started watching, it. it's like, "Oh, this is why you didn't take us to see this movie."
0: Yeah. <laughs> this This is why. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so I think that would probably be kind of the same feeling I would have with uh, with with Predator. It's 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 fun in spots worth maybe a watch maybe Mm -hmm. and probably not much else
0: yeah i'd say if you're scouring the red box and this is on there like oh cool yeah i'll pay my two bucks to watch this on blu-ray yeah that's about as far as we go
1: i'm not i'm not feeling feeling the the itch to see the sequel if the sequel ever comes out for this and of course now we have to ask the question is it really connected to the previous movies because they give the years, and like eighty-seven and ninety-three or something? Yeah, that was that was the that reference. That might have been it, but you know, it may not have been it. Who
0: knows? Well, they had remember at the science station they had inside the glass little partitions there. The previous, the previous, yep, the previous thing. So like they're they're basing it on the that canon,
1: but they left it vague enough for people that hadn't really seen it for it to really not detract, which I thought was a good move. Correct. Uh, but then is it also related to the Predator versus Aliens movies, uh, Requiem,
0: yeah, and what about the Predators, uh, yeah. When they're on the, the other moon or planet or whatever. That it's was. hard to
1: say. It's a little little confusing. I didn't see all of those movies because I was predated out by the time those came out. Yeah, they're tolerable. Uh, I'm sure we'll see the sequel if the sequel ever comes out. And I will give it another chance and hope that it's better. Yeah. So, like we said earlier, leave us comments on the forums on the website or uh, follow us. Uh, on Facebook or Twitter you know Real Pudding Guys or at Real Pudding Guys Um, um, it's uh, we're always letting you know what's coming up we have some excellent interviews still in the works for some other things that are coming absolutely and uh, we will of course be continuing with our reviews of movies and talking about music eventually we are even considering putting up an ultimate list of music best bands ever top 1,000 artists. That's right. And we'll uh, slowly reveal those out. I cannot wait for our list to start with one artist. You are the best for now. Mm -hmm. Perry Como. (laughs) Well, until next time, we will be
0: seeing you. Absolutely. And enjoy The Predator, if you happen to go and watch it. Absolutely.